vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs who are often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, and welcome everyone to our next interview. I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about what it takes to really lead a revolution in the supplements industry. I'm really excited that we're talking about this because for many of us who are vegan, and maybe even some of you who are potentially going vegan listening to this podcast, one of the challenges when it comes to supplements is there's just so many animal products in there. And in many cases, we aren't aware. Like if you haven't done a ton of research or you don't have a buddy who's like, wait a minute, be careful when you buy that because they don't list it on the label. They don't tell you that could be from animals. And I feel like for many of us, this is a topic that's not only near and dear to our hearts, but this is something where many of you who have started businesses, when you've created businesses, you've jumped into these spaces that feel like industries that are dominated by either certain groups or certain common practices. And I think one of the things that I'm excited about talking about today is how do we change those common practices? How do vegan businesses really kind of disrupt industries, but in a good way? And I'm excited about having our guest today, Maria Sibion, who's going to be talking about what she's done, how she's disrupted, and some campaigns and things that they're working on to really help us as consumers but also, as many of you who are entrepreneurs and listening to this, get perspective on what it takes to build successful businesses. Our guest today has run multiple businesses, so it's exciting to hear that background. And I'm going to ask a ton of questions about you know, what it's like and experience and so forth. But let me get out of this intro because I could talk all day about our guest and get an opportunity to have Maria to at least say hello and then maybe give us a little bit of background. So Maria, it's so great to have you here today. Yes, so nice to be here with you, Stephanie. Thank you for having me and, and for this interview. I'm very excited. Absolutely. So before we get into everything that's going on today, let's take me back in time. Let's talk about, at least let's talk about the current business and I'll ask another question about your, your background. Okay. But let's talk about Terra Seeds and let's talk about how you came up with the idea and what really drove you and said that, hey, this is this is an industry I need to be in. This is an industry that vegans need to be active in and why you had that calling. And obviously give everyone any background um, on the business as well. Yeah, of course. Well, this is um, really a long story, I guess. You know how things in life like pile up and take you in one direction. And one yes. day you look back and it's like, oh my God, I've done all this. To come to this point, right? So that's been my story, Terracid, a little bit. So this is my third company. After selling my second company, that it was a yoga meditation online platform, I moved to Boulder, Colorado, and with my family, I became fully vegan at that time. So basically, I had been a vegetarian for many years. You know, I always thought about going vegan, but I was a little bit afraid of missing nutrients because I'm a mountain runner long distance mm -hmm. 
runners and I, and I do a lot of like races and, you know, I train a lot. And I was worried, like, maybe if I go fully vegan, I would be missing some key nutrients. Like, I, I was worried. So when I decided to go fully vegan, I said, okay, let's find some supplements and let's make sure, like, all my nutritional needs are met. And I went to a shop and I was like, oh, my God, you know, like, I hate all, all these supplements. They are all packaged in plastic. And then I started reading and what you were mentioning before, like a lot of these supplements are made with animal derived ingredients. I was like, that's not in the label. That's not, you know, like how could I know? Yeah. I thought like this experience is the worst ever for a vegan person. And that's how I came up with the idea. Like I decided to build like the most amazing experience for a vegan uh, when it comes to supplements. And of course, you know, building the most complete formulation in the market making sure, I think for a lot of vegans, you know, it's really hard to figure out like the nutritional, not nutritional needs, but how to build like a proper diet and how to get all the nutrients you need. So we thought, okay, let's build something that will cover all the basics, the base, the basic nutritional needs. And from there, people can start like building up their habits, their diets, but let's just keep give them that peace of mind, you know, when it comes to nutrition. So that's how it, everything started. And it's been a journey. It's been a, oh my God, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. I suppose like the, the most challenging part is been like building something that is totally different from what you can find in the market. Yes. And you know, not only using all vegan ingredients. I, I don't know if, if listeners know this, but a lot of ingredients in supplements come from animals. A lot of them. They are made with animal byproducts like tendons and bones and fat from pigs, cows, chicken, you know, like all kinds of animals. And then of course, like omega-3s normally come from fish and it takes up to a hundred fish to create one single pill bottle of omega-3s. Crazy. Yeah. After building TerraSeed, I wanted to know, like, what is the real impact of the supplement industry on the environment and the animals? So mm-hmm. we created this report that is online and you can find it in my website in TerraSeed.com, where we found that this the U.S. supplement industry contributes to the killing of 24 billion animals every year. Most of wow. them are fish. Crazy, like crazy. Yeah. And then the same industry creates 1.8 billion plastic pill bottles. So it was it was so appalling that it was, oh my God, this is this is going to become our mission, you know, to stop animal suffering and plastic pollution in this industry. And, you know, like everything about this product is so unique, you know, not just like the fact that we don't use animal any animal derived ingredients, but also every single ingredient in our in our formula is sustainably sourced. And that means, for example, omega three and cut me. You know, like I can, I can go on. You know, oh, like I'll on. jump in. I'll jump in real quick for a couple of things. N- number one, one thing I love about what you're doing is I think it's really a case for everyone in all diets and any kind of really walk of life. We can all be short of nutrients. You know what I mean? Just for different reasons. Sometimes it's our environment. Sometimes it's you know even sometimes the ways we, way we were raised. And then sometimes, you know, as we get older, certain things we're just not getting. So I think it's really exciting what you're doing because you not only create an avenue for vegans, but you create an avenue for everyone, for everyone to get a product 
that has a transparency around it. So you know exactly what they're putting in their body. But you're also creating a product that's not just sometimes those byproducts. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes I find that the supplement industry is really kind of like the waste products, meaning it's the products that are because of another primary product, these items are now just kind of shoved into our supplements. And therefore you're not only, you're not, obviously getting animals are getting hurt and I don't want that to happen. But I also think that a wider audience of people want the best quality mm. of the nutrients, the supplements that you're getting. Because the point of supplementing is getting quality, not just kind of this idea of a you know byproduct of another process. I don't know your, your thoughts are on that. Absolutely. I think this industry lacks a lot of transparency and a lot of um, scientific approach when it comes to, to supplements, not, not only the ingredients, but the formulations. And these days, a lot of supplements are made from an um, off-the-shelf formulation that you can buy ready-made and just put your sticker, put it in a, in a, in a retail store, and mm -hmm. that's it. Right? Like, yes. It's true. There is a reputation for this industry. I think Things are changing, uh, fortunately. Yeah, which is really good because consumers are demanding more transparency and more certainty that their supplements they are taking are, you know, are sourced sustainably from clean ingredients. You know, they want to know where is this coming from? What country? Where, you know, like how it was produced? And I think a lot of new brands like TerraSeed and other brands, we are all making the effort to be fully transparent and to only work with clean, sustainable ingredients. So for example, omega-3 that we mentioned normally comes from fish. Mm -hmm. Our omega-3 comes from microalgae grown indoors in South Carolina in a very controlled environment. Mm -hmm. So we know it's only the highest quality of algae and it's controlled. There's no impact on any marine ecosystems. So everything is very clean and very sustainable, you know, like the whole process. Of, of getting that, that ingredient. In fact, fish take omega-3 from algae. So they are like a middleman, if you want. And yeah. we're killing all these fish, you yes. know, to get algae that, or to get omega-3 that normally comes from algae. So, you know, like it's, it's all from a cost, cost efficiency point of view. You know, the industry is trying to get, you know, the sources of all these ingredients from very cheap sources. And, and that's why, in the past, it's, it's been like a, a mess, you know, to your point, is it, something that co most consumers are not aware of. And, and there's no like a lot of like regulation from the FDA. I think they're they're making more efforts to bring more more norms and more regulations to this industry. But um, today, you know, like you, I, I think it's just easy to, yeah. to just not, not be transparent, you know, and, and yeah. not being forced to be transparent. And I think that's the challenge when you have an industry that has been a around for a long time, there becomes these kind of status quos or the norm, even mm -hmm. though that norm is still not best for the consumer and definitely not best for the animals. Now, we did have Elsa stop by. I'm just going to pop this up on the screen because when I was doing the intro, Elsa was saying, you know, we definitely need all kinds of revolutions for sure. Yeah. She was mentioning that Gabriel Cousins has some supplements as well. So it's always great to know that we're seeing more and more people jump in this space. But I'm really excited Maria, what you're doing in the space for two reasons, not only for saving the animals, but the environmental side of things. 
You know, for Mm -hmm. many of us, you know, when you get your supplements, you do end up with just bottles and bottles and bottles. And because many of these you're taking every single month or you're taking for like a six month period, you know, for a significant amount of time, that's a lot of bottles. And, you know, most of the bottles aren't even completely full. (laughs) So you even think about, you know, usage of it. So I'm really excited that you found a way around that. Can you talk about how you figured out that solution, how you put that together? Because I know sometimes, you know what I mean? It's we all want it to happen, but actually sourcing it and making it happen on a grand scale and consistently is not easy as an entrepreneur. Yeah, that was really challenging, Stephanie. It was crazy. When we started thinking about packaging and we started seeing all the options, like I would say 90% of the options were plastic and then maybe 10% were, were glass. And glass, you know, like it's more sustainable than plastic, but it takes 400 years to decompose. So Mm -hmm. it's still not like the best solution. And it has, you know, a lot of issues also. So we started like looking for biodegradable packaging. What is out there? What can we access? And we ended up manufacturing like these tubes that are made Mm -hmm. with cellulose and they are fully biodegradable and they are industrially compostable. Even like home compostable, we've been doing like some tests and, you know, it takes around three months to decompose if you just bury them, you know, in your garden or something like that. Yeah. We're still working and trying to optimize our packaging, but uh, I think it's been, it's been like a a great journey of of learning and understanding this space because the sustainable packaging space is actually very complex. And, you know, like the main challenges we had was... The first thing, like talking to all these manufacturers and asking them, is, is this possible? Is this like an optimal container for supplements and researching and doing a lot of R&D to, to see if this was like a, a good enough optimal packaging solution for supplements, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You know, like we, we do a lot of like shelf, shelf life tests and, and it's been performing incredibly well. So we've been very fortunate because it was like, almost like a, you know, a bed we were putting there, like, okay, let's see if this works or not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like with, with the help of like packaging experts and people in the industry, we came up with this solution. The next challenge we found is, okay, we have the packaging. We love it. It's great. The next challenge was, okay, who's going to pack this product? Because yes. normally a 3BL, which is this company helping like with all the, or a co-packer, Co-packer. They would have their, their own machines, you know, and, and normally they are made for plastic containers. So when we came up with these tubes, they were like, oh, we can't do that. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't have equipment, we don't have the machines. So we had to figure out a way of packing everything ourselves. So we have our own warehouse in Fort Collins in Colorado. Oh, and nice. we do packing and we do everything in-house. But that means more investment, more... Yes operation hassles and more, you know, like it was more challenging for us to put together this product. These days we actually use like these pouches. Mm -hmm. So because we, we sell this product as a subscription, we send these pouches so you can refill the bottle every month. And these pouches are, they are more sustainable. They are more convenient if you want and better for the environment. So that's really great. But Every single aspect of our packaging is being so well thought. Like we, you know, we send like notes or messages to our customers with like seed paper, you know. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You get 
So, so we take, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? Like when you're so mission driven, like every single thing you do is built based on your mission. And yes, yes it's more expensive year. Yes, it's more difficult, but we are willing to take the extra mile to build this product in a way that is very genuine, authentic and, and transparent and good yeah. for the environment and the animals. So absolutely. we are absolutely determined to, to go in that direction. And I love that you're doing that because I think that's what happens for a lot of us is we have the idea, the concept, and then when we start building the business, we start trying to roll that out. We find out just like you said, okay, great idea, but we can't send it to a co-packer because all of their machinery, their entire process is built on the standard, you know, way of doing things. So, you know, disrupting the industry is not just the idea of your business. It's not just what you prepare. What also have to has to happen is the entire supply chain around it, the systems yeah. that are used to maintain it and allow a business to scale and grow have to be different. Or like you said, you know, it takes additional investment because now you have to have your own warehouse. You have to have your own solutions for it. And I think as many people are listening here that are entrepreneurs, I want to give them maybe some insight into how do you keep going when you bump into those challenges? Like when you come up with a solution, you're all excited and you're like, yes, this is going to be great. And then when you have to rely on, you know, systems or the way things are done before, it almost kicks it back and you have to come up with a new solution or, you know, invest further in your business to get your dream to, you know, to soar. Any thoughts on how do you stay resilient and how you've worked through those challenges in your in your business? Well, I suppose like a lot of people resonate with these, but you know, you just carry on and and you go on and and you just don't. You know, I was talking to this investor one day, and he was like, "When we hear like the founders of a company are long distance runners or like they do like long, long distance races, stuff like that, we really like that because we know they are resilient." And that's exactly who I am, right? Like I run like a hundred K in the mountains, you know, like it's very crazy. <laughs> so I'm used to that type of like resilient mindset where I know things change all the time. So I'm facing this problem. I know in a week it's going to be maybe going up, you know, like good news, something amazing is happening and then get into another bump on the road. and you know, is always having this positive mind, be very focused on the important things, keep positive and know that things will change and will change again and will change again. And also to be conscious that building a business is almost like solving like a series of problems all the time. You're a problem solver all the time and there's always a solution. So don't give up, you know, like don't give up, don't desperate because there's always something you can do about it. And I think your attitude and your your mindset is so key to just yeah. continue and, and keep building and keep working on it and, and keep keep on going like forward. I don't know how to explain it better, no, but that's, that's, my mindset. that's my mindset. So funny, my previous company, I had, I made like these marks with a, with a message, stay mm-hmm. positive, focus, because for me, that's the two keys, right? Like, just focus on the important things. Don't get distracted by yeah. anything else and just stay positive because there's always a way. There's always a solution. 
Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yes, because there sometimes it can feel overwhelming because there are so many problems to solve. But the better and better you get at solving problems, the next one does get a little bit easier, you know, because you start to build this track record of being a solution maker. And I think that's one kind of exciting thing about being an entrepreneur. And I know, like you said, it definitely takes some resilience and that positive attitude. So I'm so glad that you shared that with us as well. Now, before we started the interview, you were talking about some new projects and campaigns that you were working on, especially to not just change the industry from the work that you do, but change the industry overall. Do you want to give us a little bit of background on that campaign that you're working on? Yeah, of course. As a mission-driven company, we don't only care about like, you know, our products or or business, if you want. We also care about our mission and, and how can we accomplish that. So we've partnered this nonprofit called Animal Safe Movement, and we put together this campaign that is making a petition to the FDA to include a section in supplement fax labels indicating the use of animal-derived ingredients in supplements. And we just reached like 5,000 signatures recently, which was our first And we are so excited. Uh, Now we need to get to the 10,000 and eventually we will need 25,000 signatures to actually pass the petition officially. So we are working on that and it would be amazing if people could check it out and maybe sign up. They they can just type transfer label campaign and they will see like, you know, a webpage and, and it will give instructions on how to sign up. But it's, it's really like, you know, way of empowering consumers. I, I loved what you were saying at the beginning of the interview about empowering consumers to understand what is in their supplements, right? At the end of the day, this is what we're doing here. Um, yes. Not just like forcing, if you want, companies or brands to indicate the use of animal-derived ingredients, but for consumers to go to to a shop and, and see, okay, you know, like, I want to know if this is vegan or not. A lot of brands decide to to use like a vegan certification or something to indicate they're not using animal derived ingredients but you know like it's only like a few a few companies doing that so yes. in this way this could go in every single supplement fax label in every single supplement product so i think i think it would be amazing if we if we could pass the the petition Absolutely. And if you send us the link afterwards, we'll make sure we drop it in the show notes and we'll make sure that people can access it so that they can share it out there with everyone. So maybe one thing we should do, I know when a lot of times people are listening to these sessions, they get excited. They do want to see the products. They want to see, you know, the packaging or maybe somebody's in the market for some vitamins and supplements and so forth. So if someone's looking for TerraSeed, can you give them websites, social media, email? What's the best way to get in touch with the company? Mm-hmm. So if you go to terraseed.com, you will see like, you know, our products, they can find information about like the formulation and the ingredients we use. And, and if they are like, a right, if this product is a right fit for them, also in Instagram, we are TerraSeed Dash <laughs> because we couldn't find like TerraSeed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at TerraSeed, if they just type TerraSeed, we it will show up. And same in Facebook. And they can also find me in LinkedIn if they look for Maria Sebrian Fernandez. And I can also share the link with you, Perfect. Stephanie, and, and just put it in the show notes. Oh, great, great, great. So 
As we're wrapping up today's session, I always love to wrap up with some inspiration, especially for our entrepreneurs out there. And I know you, you know, gave us a little bit of insight with the idea of staying positive and focused, but especially for someone who has ran multiple businesses, who's been Mm -hmm. through the process of building it, selling a business, starting over again, and so forth. Do you have any advice for anyone out there that is kind of struggling in those beginning phases of running their business, or they had to pivot and they were kind of surprised by it. I think often what I find from a lot of people who are listeners to our podcast is they hit obstacles, they have some challenges, and they love to hear from other people what they've done, how they've maneuvered around it, or just like the name of the podcast, how they've pivoted um, in those scenarios. I truly believe that a company or a startup is an extension of who we are. It's almost honestly, we are absolutely connected. I'm very spiritual in that way. So my recommendation is that you build something that is 100% aligned with who you are as a human being. Because if there's no alignment, I think when you start bumping into all these challenges, all these issues, this is really hard. This is brutal, honestly, especially when you do like a physical product. So if it's not 100% aligned, with you and you have like a very clear mission that you can hold on to, it's going to be very difficult. So my recommendation is that you build something that you feel very proud of that is totally connected to who you are and that you can sort of like find that strength when things go wrong and things, I've gone through a lot of problems. It's not like I'm super successful. No, you know, like Mm -hmm. my co-founder left when I, you know, like the first year Mm -hmm. in business, and like I've gone through a lot of issues, but I've always felt this is the right thing for me. Yes. This is part of me. And that gave me so much strength that I think that's that's been the key. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for taking the time today to give us a little bit of insight into not just you and your approach, but you know, the business that you built and why you're building the business and the work that you're doing, you know, by partnering with, you know, another nonprofit, the work that you're doing to kind of change the industry and create that transparency for all of us. I think it's just wonderful. And it's, it's such an attestment to not only who you are, but the fact that you're showing up as a vegan, that's not just trying to fix the sustainability issues that we have in this industry, save animals, but also kind of be an advocate for us out there as um, customers and consumers. And, and that's just a, it's just a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your kind work. Absolutely. <laughs> it means a lot. Absolutely. So don't forget everyone, please, please, please go to the website, check out terracy.com, follow on Instagram, Facebook, and definitely connect with our guests, Maria, on LinkedIn. And for anyone who joined us live, I know Elsa, you weren't able to stay for the whole interview, so I'll make sure I drop a link for you. But anyone else who joined us live, thank you so much for supporting us, always showing up, posting comments and questions. It's always, always welcome. And for any of you who listen to this as a replay, let us know if you have any questions, always post them. We'll make sure we get them back to our guests. And for my podcasters out there, once again, thank you so much for listening to today's session. I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to see you in our next interview. Bye everyone. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. 
We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.